What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back inside the UC Health Training Center for today's edition of Broncos Now. Team reporter Sydney Jones here. And coming up on today's episode, we'll hear from head coach Nathaniel Hackett and all three coordinators as the team continues to prepare for their trip to Seattle. Plus, Seahawks senior digital media reporter John Boyle joins the show to give some insight on this matchup from a Seahawks perspective. All that and more coming up. Another day of practice here at the Broncos headquarters as the players and the coaching staff continue to prepare for their season opener versus Seahawks in just three days. Head coach Nathaniel Hackett met with the media today and talked about the challenge that comes with game planning for week one. That's always the exciting thing. You know, you go out there, you you have a feel for what you think you're going to get, but you never really do know, especially in week one um, with the new guy in there. And, and he's going to uh, kind of put his little style on everything. So we have to be ready for anything and everything. That's just kind of part of it so we have to trust the, you know what we're going to do we have to trust our rules and our progressions and coach Hackett and offensive coordinator Justin Outen have had an open line of communication as they've been preparing this week coach Outen said there's a lot of communication throughout the entire coaching staff there's a lot of collaboration throughout the process of game planning we're always talking through practice and just kind of seeing where we can make things better um, because if you're not looking at those things, um, you know, you end up getting stagnant and uh, you can't do that. So in those situations that pop up, there's a lot of communication, a lot of communication. So and it's not just between us, it's throughout the entire coaching staff. And that's what I appreciate about, about Hackett and how he handles, you know, developing coaches and under him and and let those guys open their wings a little bit. As this coaching staff approaches their first NFL game in their respective roles, some are reflecting back on their journeys. Defense coordinator Ejero Ivero takes a look back, but also said he's more excited about where he's going. You're always reflective. And, uh, you know, the, the other day, Coach Dixon popped in my office and we uh, he just started talking about, you know, because he was the assistant D-line at the Rams last year. I was a secondary coach. And, you know, we were just kind of like reminiscing on that last year, but also kind of thinking about, you know, the opportunity we both have now, you you know, and kind of cool to think about, you know, how we, where we've come from and uh, but more excited about where we're going. And for special teams coordinator Dwayne Stukes, he's just excited to go into a game knowing what his special teams unit is going to look like. I mean, I, I can't even put it into words. You know how stressful preseason is because you have 90 guys out there. You're trying to make sure you have 11 on the field. If we don't have 11 on the field this week, then there's an issue. I mean, everybody knows where they are on the depth chart. Everybody knows the emphasis that they need to be out there. It's actually a... Uh, a breath of fresh air to, to actually get into the regular season and know the core group of guys and the guys who are backing them up 100%. Coach Hackett also discussed how the players and the coaches refrain from letting their emotions get the best of them. I think that's kind of the um, special part of being a coach and being out there on the field with them to make sure that you're always keeping their demeanor the same. Whether something great happens, whether something bad happens, it's about staying steady the whole time. You can't get too excited. You can't get too upset um, because you got to go play another play. So the guys that are usually the best in my experience are the ones that can let that last play go. You know, whatever happens, happens. Let's move on to the next one, correct it, uh, praise it maybe just for a little bit. Uh, but then, hey, you never know what's going to happen next. They're going to attack you one way or the other or we'll attack them. Now let's welcome Seahawks senior digital media reporter John Boyle onto the show to take a look at this week's matchup from a Seahawks perspective. John, appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me. Well, week one is finally here. How's it going up there in Seattle? It's good. You know, a lot of a lot of new things and uh, you know, a lot of excitement here. I know maybe not everyone sees it the same way, but everybody up here is very excited and expectations are high. Yeah. What's the vibe been like in the locker room the past week? 
It's really good. I mean, I think everybody, again, I think there's a real confidence in maybe some of these guys, you know, have a little chip on their shoulder, if you want to call it that or whatever. They they understand that not everyone believes in this team. You you trade a quarterback like Russell Wilson, you move off from Bobby Wagner, and people just see the big names. But there's there's a lot of young talent. They love this draft class they brought in. Um, so guys, I think they're rallying around that a little bit and guys are just, uh, excited to get this going and obviously excited to be home on Monday night with all the fun atmosphere that'll bring. Obviously the biggest storyline heading into this Monday night matchup is Russell Wilson's return to Seattle. John, you all know, you know, Russell pretty well up there. So what are your expectations for him, you know, emotionally as he returns to Lumen field, but also his on-field performance? You know, I think he's probably one of the better players I've ever been around at sort of compartmentalizing and focusing on the task at hand. So I, I'm sure there might be some pregame emotions. It's probably going to be a little just the, I would think just the whole mechanics of it will be weird for him of showing up on the bus and going in the visitor locker room and all that, but different sideline, all that. But I think once it comes to game time, he's just such a focused guy. I don't see the the game part being a big distraction for him based on who the opponent is. Yeah, it'll definitely be an emotional day for both sides, especially it being on such a big stage Monday Night Football, but a fun way to start the season nonetheless. John, let's really dive into this matchup. You know, starting with Geno Smith, what have you seen from his performances you know, throughout the preseason training camp that you like and that you want to see him continue to build on this Monday night versus this Denver defense? Yeah, he's just been really consistent and done everything pretty well. Um, you know, the one thing that I think was probably the biggest factor of him winning the job is he's taking care of the football really well, uh, both in the preseason games and really throughout practice. There's only been a handful of throws that were, you know, turnover worthy type plays. And you look at his preseason numbers, they were not great. They don't jump out at you. But DK Metcalf barely played. I think he played like three snaps all preseason. Tyler Lockett barely played. And there are quite a few drops. There is a, you know, just a bunch of really good downfield throws that didn't get caught that, you know, if you're throwing to those guys probably do. So they yeah. like what they've seen a lot. And, uh, you know, I think the expectations are pretty high that he can get the job done. And you know, they're not asking him to go out and do everything. The, the whole idea here is Pete Carroll wants his more balanced attack. They really like the running game. They think they're a lot better on defense and, you know, make life a little easier on Geno Smith that way. You mentioned DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. What type of threat do those guys pose for this Broncos secondary? I mean, they're, they're both really good. They've, yeah. you know, the last three years, they've really emerged as one of the top duos in the NFL. They're both big, you know, downfield threats. Um, DK, obviously, just the, the physical, you know, he's such a freak in terms of speed, size, strength, all of that. And Tyler Lockett's just, you know, he, he's fast and he can get downfield, but he's also just such a crafty outrunner, great hands, just seems to do every little thing well. So, yeah, it's, there's some question right now who the number three guy is. There's been some competition there. But when you talk about the top two, they love those guys and they're expecting big things out of both. Also on the offensive side of the ball, rookie tackles Abe Lucas and Charles Cross will be going up against a pretty good pass rush duo that the Broncos have in Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory. So, John, how do you think some of those guys will fare? You know, based on what we saw in the preseason, I think they'll do pretty well. You know, Pete Carroll told a funny story about against the Bears, Charles Cross, the left tackle, was going against Robert Quinn. And because of preseason, you know, game plan that much, he didn't even realize, you know, who Robert Quinn was and held up pretty well against him. So both those guys have looked really good. You know, I think Charles Cross, we all expected, you know, he's a number nine pick that he'd step in and start right away. Abe Lucas is a third rounder. There's more question about, you know, whether he'd get that starting job right away, how he'd look. And 
he's looked great. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, throughout the season, whether it's this week or later, there will be some bumps in the road. It's never perfect for a rookie, but mm -hmm. it, they feel like early on, they might've really nailed those two picks. Well, as you all know, Russell's a play action guy. You know, he likes to get the ball down the field. So John, who on the Seahawks really needs to step up in the secondary? Um, you know, well, first, before we get to secondary, I'd say the pass rush to not to make it so he can't get those throws downfield. But when right. we talk about the secondary, um, you know, they're, they're a little unproven at cornerback. They really like the guys they have. But, um, you know, they, we don't know yet who's starting on one side. Sidney Jones was the starter. In great name, I know. But I like the name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he spells it different, though. Um, he was a starter coming into camp. He started 11 games last year, but he had a concussion that lingered for a while. He's back at practice. We don't know if he's starting right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Jackson, a kind of a journeyman guy who's bounced around a bunch, just had a fantastic camp. Yeah. He could get the start there. And, you know, there's been nothing we've seen in preseason doesn't show he's ready for it. Uh, on the other side, it looks like the rookie Tariq Woolen is going to start, which was a bit of a surprise. He's mm -hmm. a fifth round pick, former receiver that the book on him was he's super athletic, but raw, but he's just been outstanding camp. Richard Sherman's been out of practice a bunch the last week or so and working with him. So, you know, they love the upside there. But then, you know, in addition to the corners, I think we, you know, they're going to look to Quandre Diggs to do some big things. He's a guy that, you know, he's had five picks, you know, each of the last three seasons, um, you know, going against Matt Stafford, his old friend from Detroit, he's yeah. intercepted him a few times. So maybe there's something there against going against quarterbacks. He knows there's a little chess match there. We'll see. But, you know, I think really when you talk about Russell Wilson, his ability to get the ball downfield, it falls on everybody. Well, I would expect Denver to run the ball quite a bit. John, you mentioned some of these guys earlier, but what do you like about the Seahawks front seven and their ability to try and contain, you know, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon? Yeah, you know, it's going to be really interesting because you know, the Seahawks have had a great run defense the last two years. I think they've been right around three yards of carry the last two years. Um, obviously, Bobby Wagner's not there anymore. That's a big piece of that. But they love what Jordan Brooks gives them in that inside linebacker spot. He, you know, set a team record for tackles last year. And then the guys up front who've been a huge part of that defense, stopping the run, guys like Al Woods, Puna Ford, they added Shelby Harris, obviously. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of big guys up front they really like. The thing we're going to have to see, though, is, you know, the scheme's a little different. They change it up. They're going more to that uh, three or a three, four front, you know, a little bit of uh, Vic Fangio ties to it with yeah. uh, Clint, Clint Hurt being the new defensive coordinator. So, you know, how does that look against the run? They got to prove it, but they feel like with those big guys in the middle, they should be stout there again. You mentioned Shelby Harris, you know, obviously the Seahawks, they have some former Broncos as well with, you know, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, like you said, and Drew Locke. So John, have you heard from those guys at all this week as they're preparing to face their former team? You know, not a lot, uh, but from I talked to Shelby a little bit yesterday, actually, and I, th I think they're all trying really hard to just keep it as normal as they can. You know, there's going to be some emotion, again, like Russell pregame. You're going to see guys, you know, all that. But I think all those guys, once we get to kick off, it's pretty much business as usual. But Pete Carroll does, you know, pretty much any time these situations come up, he does say, you know, he's aware of it. He'll talk to guys during the week. He'll just make sure they're in the right headspace. Make sure they're not making it too big. Make it, you know, just try to treat it like a normal game. So that'll be a challenge for those guys, but I think they'll be all right. Well, a lot to watch for on Monday night. John, thank you so much for your time and for your insight. 
Of course, thanks for having me. And now it's time to take a look at today's injury report. Inside linebacker Josie Jewell did not participate today. Outside linebacker Randy Gregory, wide receiver KJ Hamler, and offensive lineman Billy Turner all were limited. And inside linebacker Jonas Griffith was a full participant. Coach Hackett said Josie Jewell had some things act up on him at practice yesterday, so he is day-to-day. Defensive coordinator Ejero Vero said Randy Gregory looks great and is ready to go. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode, Broncos Country. Thanks so much for tuning in for another edition of Broncos Now. I hope you'll meet me right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for another edition tomorrow evening. I'll see you all then.